Hello everyone and welcome to episode 44 of Pod Hates Us All. It's been a hot minute, and by a hot minute I mean several months. Uh, <laughs> we do not have Nick with us today, uh, it's myself and John leading the charge. Uh, as always I'm your host Alex Augustine and joining me is the wonderful John Goldthorpe. How are you doing John? Yes, I'm good. <clears throat> I'm good, how are you? Yeah, I'm well man, I'm well. It's, it has been a hot minute, right? And for those listening, it's uh, it's more to do with our schedules, like we've We've all got jobs on the side of this, as you could probably guess, because there is no way we could possibly make any money out of this. And uh, Nick has a kid, um, plus a very busy work life that he's trying to balance as well. Uh, he couldn't be with us today. He's hoping to join us for some more future episodes as up and coming. Uh, but to keep things moving, John and I are with you to chat metal. Um, so yeah, uh, what have you been listening to, John? What haven't I been listening to? It's been a, it's been a while. Um, <laughs> in, in like three months. <laughs> Just go with the more recent stuff. We'll be here I, all fucking day. I'll condense it down to four. I wrote down. I got yeah. Anthrax among the living. Nice. I've been listening nice. to that a lot. Um, Stormkeep, Tales of Other Time. Yeah. Night, Voices of the Cronian Moon. Yeah. And nice. Satan's Wrath, Galloping Blasphemy. Jesus. Which you, I haven't I haven't heard that one. Mate, you'll love it. You will love it. Yeah. It's, it's like night, but more old school. Okay, I'm yeah. into that. That sounds good. Yeah. You also had like a bit of a... You talked to me the other day and you said, oh, I think I'm finally starting to get classic heavy metal. And then you put on Two Minutes to Midnight and then I think you said no again. But No, I liked I liked Two Minutes. Yeah, yeah. I had a bit of okay. a maiden moment. Um it it, it, came, it went as quickly as it came, but okay. it was. Uh, <laughs> I I enjoyed two minutes to midnight. Let's put it that way. Nice, nice. Uh, for the regular listeners, you will know that John is very much anti Maiden. I love Maiden, and uh, that is a, an ongoing thing which I'm trying to hammer into him. Uh, it's but just it, not. Just not do you know what? It's a weird one because heavy metal is great, but there's something about Maiden, and I can't put my finger on it. Mm, they're quite. They're quite. Um, Compared to what's out there today, like considering you like Stormkeep and stuff like that, it's quite reserved and uh, you know what I, I mean? Yeah, they hold... I, I, yeah, maybe it feels a bit too wholesome almost. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps, but I don't know. What have you been listening yeah. to anyway? Uh, the stuff that we're about to talk about today, um, which I will come on to in just a second. Gulch, I've been listening to a shitload of Gulch recently. Um, some Outbreak, who were kind of like hardcore kind of punky hardcore it, it's good and it's fun but it's like yeah it's not I don't know if it would be something that we'd cover on Pod Hates Us All but yeah Gulch and Outbreakers has been in my regular rotation uh, quite a bit of health um, been in, uh, written them a lot and the new Conan album uh, I've been spending a lot of time with as well yeah which has been which has been good fun yeah nice I only, um, I only listened to that very briefly but um, it sounded pretty cool it's good. It's like it's quite standard Conan, but I mean, I mean, I feel like we should probably cover it on here. At some yeah, point. do you know what? I, compl- I completely forgot. We should have definitely covered it. Yeah. So let's do that on a future episode, maybe. Yes. Next step. Let's next. Let's do it next step. Yeah. Let's do it next step. So uh, we are rambling on with our super long intro, which we shouldn't be doing because we've got two hot albums to review for you. Uh, we're going to be talking about Chatpile and Russian Circles new releases. Uh, we've also got news recommendations. So. Once again, the time has come! Two men forced to do battle over metal! Can you handle it? I don't fucking think so! What hates us all, episode 44, loud and in your ears, strap yourselves in and feel those G's.
I've missed nice, that. Nice, nice. Mate, we're back. We're back. And we're buzzing. Right. Thankfully, no one has died. So we're not going to bring the tone down straight away. Um, but there is a bit of darkness going on. Uh, this was something that was circulating last week. It's still very current. It's still ongoing. It's kind of been going on for several years, but it's suddenly just been coming to light. I am talking, of course, about the drama between Neurosis and Scott Kelly. Uh, Scott Kelly, one of the founding members of Neurosis, uh, of th one of three founding members of Neurosis, uh, still used to be involved in the band. They parted ways in 2019, where Scott Kelly was fired. Um, it's seems to come to light the the reasons for him being fired are to do with he's he's been admitting over the last sort of five ten years of uh familial abuse uh he's he's admitted being abusive to his wife and his kids uh he's listed emotional financial verbal physical and physical abuse which i think is all the types of abuse apart, I don't from, wanna, apart, I, from, apart from sexual i believe but that's probably oh yeah 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 that's i that's, mean that's, that's more that's or less pretty, everything yeah but I mean, in terms of abuse bingo, he's uh, he's got quite a lot going yes. on there. I feel yeah. fucking awful for saying abuse bingo out loud. <laughs> abuse full house. Yeah, that's yeah, it's like fucking. <laughs> but yeah, yeah uh, but I don't want to make light of it at all. It's completely fucked what's been going on. Um, so let me let me and... just let me just jump in. So what's how did it come out? Like what what so, what's what's the what's the battle between the neurosis and Scott before we get into that? So there was. He posted on Facebook ages ago, literally, I think, I want to say like 2017 or something like that, that he had been struggling with some mental health issues and that he'd been really shitty to his family and he was trying to get better and things like that. Um, obviously, lots of stuff has gone on behind the scenes and it's, and it's completely fucked. Uh, since he got fired in 2019, more stuff has been brought to light and people have been talking about what the hell he's been up to. Um, in light of that, he came out and released a statement to say, uh, uh, he. so in the last week, so on August the 27th, he came out and released a statement that he was retiring from music altogether because um, he needs to sort, sort himself the fuck out. Um, and that has kind of come out two, two years after he got fired from Neurosis. So Neurosis have countered with their own statement, which basically says... Um, normally we we don't want to criticise anyone. I'm, I'm not obviously quoting verbatim here, but they basically said that they're not criticising people who have mental health issues and, and have stuff to deal with. But Scott himself has not done enough or shown enough that he is willing to change and that he's actually fighting against it. Basically, they're saying he's he's been all talk. Right. Um, which which is, it, it's fucking sad to see, right? And Neurosis are uh, legends in the, the field yeah. of sludge and... I mean, we've talked about them a bunch on this podcast. Like, uh, Time, Times of Grace is is one of my favourite albums. Uh, yeah, it's of a great metal. record. It's pro probably in my maybe top twenty or something like that. It would probably appear there. Um, so, so they've got so much. A, a neurosis. Are they are they called it a day or are they carrying on with different vocalist or what? It looks like they're still going. I reckon. So that was going to be my question for both of us, right? Is what do you think they should do now? Because it looks like they're still going to continue. But I don't know. I feel like Scott Kelly has a very unique voice, right? And I feel like it could be tough to replace him. But also there must be so many... There's been so many bands that have been influenced by Neurosis who have, like, a similar vocal style. Yeah, you, they could easily they could... find someone to, like... Because yeah. they're not exactly going to be writing... They're not going to go on a right release schedule of touring, are they? They'll just... I imagine they'll just tour, right? They're not going to do new music. Yeah, they did, um, they did a tour not too long ago. 
um, with Yob. I feel like, was that before he they kicked him out? Because we were going to go, weren't we? We were going to go and see Yob, Neurosis. Uh, mm. It was... Oh, I can't... They, yeah, I'm pretty I can't sure they played before him. But I, I can't remember pan- when yeah, that you know, was. The pandemic has ruined dates. Like, I can't remember what's yeah. pre and post. But I remember... Because um, Mastodon do a lot of songs with Scott Kelly, don't they? Like, he... Which... Which led me to think, because like this, the new album that Mastodon have done is the first one Without that Scott him. Kelly hasn't appeared That's on. That's right, yeah. Which is like, shit, are they pissed at him too? Most likely because I, I can't see the guys from Mastodon. Yeah, you, well, I guess shit. you just wouldn't want to, you just wouldn't want to promote someone who is outwardly violent towards their family, you know? Yeah. You just want to distance yourself from it as much as possible. Yeah, of course. Like, so, I mean, it's pretty fucked though because oh man I, I don't even know where to begin i was just like i guess what happens now for neurosis i feel like yes they could quite easily find new vocalists maybe they already have they must already be they're obviously active doing stuff Sean, writing, troy, so. troy troy from mastodon would be great man that would be so sick if they just did a tour with him like jumping on there you can imagine um, it sort of happening i'd quite like to hear the guy from chat pile have a go wouldn't think that would be too bad Definitely a little bit eclectic. Exactly. So you wouldn't be getting the same thing. It would allow them to evolve into some newer songwriting style. And, uh, you know, if I was playing football manager with bands, just chuck him in and see what happens. Be fucking sick. That sounds like relegation fodder to me. (laughs) (laughs) New music. Uh, A band that we have talked about on the podcast before, Vacuous, London's very own uh, so the reason we're bringing this up in the news rather than just dusting over it as a new release they've got a new single coming out uh, they've got a new single out right now um, the single is called Body of Punishment and it's from the forthcoming album Dreams of Dysphoria which is coming out October 14th um, it's coming out on various platforms uh, like vinyl digital release will be on their band camp but um, there's lots of different ways you can get get hold of the album which they've talked about on their Instagram go and check them out their Instagram handle is at vacuous death V-A-C-U-O-U-S death there you go great I was, I've probably spelled that wrong I think that's I'm right I think, that I think that's right <laughs> yeah I've literally got it written in front of me I should have just looked at that V-A-C-U-O-U-S yeah great uh so the album's called Dreams of Dysphoria. It's the follow-up to Catabasis, which we talked about on the podcast before. Uh, I think it was one of our recos. Yeah, I believe so. But uh, I, I, I was lucky enough to go and see them support, was it Wailing? Yes. The, the guys in the beekeeper yep. outfits. Um, I went to see them at New Cross Inn. Vacuous opened. It was fucking great. Uh, we, you, I think you might have got me into them actually, John. Showing me Vacuous or the guy Crypt of the Wizard or yeah, something like that. Showed I, us them. I, I, I shared them in the group because I saw Crypt post about them, um, and then, mm. and then yeah, I guess from, from there we've just sort of got involved. But they're they're relatively small, like they're not teeny yeah. tiny. But they're getting a lot of props online, especially with this. So they've been backed by. I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but it's Misako Unocho who's like the, that's the record label with the eyeball on it. The, they do loads of really fucking cool death metal bands. And obviously the death metal scene is very healthy at the mm. moment. Lots of people getting excited about what's out there and, and you know, posting about bands, want to be the first to, to find out like hot new bands that are coming out. Vacuous have something very special on their hands in their sound. It feels, I mean, the, the classic way to describe any 
cool sounding new death metal band is the perfect mix between old school and something fresh and they absolutely have that in I think because they have a little bit of a almost I don't want to say doom because that obviously that's they're, they're not doom they're not a doom band but they have that sort of feel to it like almost yeah um, it's like a bleak slowness even though they're a pretty heavy fast band yeah a hundred percent and and I mean and you can really hear that on this track I think it's at the 220 mark uh, when you showed me that they had a new song out, I put it on. And I was like, yeah, this this is pretty cool. Then the 220 mark hits and I was like, oh, yeah. oh, oh. and then I've rinsed that song. That was one of the things that I was going to say I've been listening to a lot since, uh, since we last spoke. But man, I'm really excited yeah, for that. I'm excited for the record. It'll be good. Yeah. Um, so that comes out on October 14th. Uh, go and check them out on their Instagram. They're from London. Uh, re- uh, Lovely guys, very talented, awesome death metal. Go and have a fucking listen. More new music, uh, which you will not be as excited about. Corey Taylor has announced <laughs> that he is going into the studio. Uh, so he is he has the follow-up to 2020's abhorrent CMFT. No. Uh, he's already got it written. So no, has he? What, yeah, so once they've done... So Slipknot have got their new album, The End So Far, uh, which comes out sometime this year there's three singles out from that so far so Lol. sorry let me uh, ju- let me just jump in have you heard any of the singles did i can't remember if you said you had or hadn't i did have a listen to them today before talking about this yep uh chapel chapel town rag had come out earlier this year and we had spoken about it and it was fucking shit uh well the intro is really fucking cringy and, and that put me off straight away but there's bits of it which show flashes of you kind of need Nick here to disagree with this, but it shows flashes of Iowa and the self-titled but album. Do you... Do but, you, do you but but when, go on. When I say flashes of, I mean breakbeat, that... Yeah. And, the, and the similar Joey Jordan. It's almost like a homage to what they've been doing before. Uh, this is... Because I listened to that song, Yen, and I asked... Oh, my, I thought this is one of the worst songs I've actually heard in a, in a while. Yen but... was... I was about to say Yen was the one that I tolerated. I thought it was all right. Oh, I couldn't stand it. The video <laughs> and the video was horrendous. But then I thought... I see the video. They must... They must, like, think, okay, let's try and do something that sounds old school just so we, so people will keep coming back and go, like, oh, this has flashes of Iowa and flashes of thingy. Uh, but, like, there's no genuine emotion behind it it's just mm. trying to rip off that initial sound that they did 25 years ago and it just doesn't work this feels like i mean not that i agree with that being a way that they should progress i mean i'm not in that fucking band like it's nothing to do with me anyway but you like as a fan or i, I consider myself a slipknot fan i mean i think i think they're fun but i haven't really given a shit about them for a long time I'm pretty sure I said on here that I'm done with them since Corey put out that yeah. solo album. Um, but Yen showed me flashes that I was like, okay, I will probably listen to that album to see Aww. how it fares. And I mean, out of curiosity, man, you know, it's with how easy it is to check out music now. You're telling me you're not going to just ch- chuck that on to see how it is. No. I mean, the Corey Taylor album, I genuinely will not listen to because I can't be fucked with it. But Slipknot, I will, I will give it a go. Um, nah. No, I, I know... 100% it's not going to be for me. So like, even if there was a, a flash of like 20 seconds where I go, oh, that's okay, in and amongst the shit, it's just not worth my time. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. I'm still going to do it. I mean, you, you're not going to change my mind there. And 
So what he's got going on with the tour, he's got uh, with the album, is a tour which he's called Rock Is Back, the Rock Is Back tour. Wow. Which is, which is interesting. It's uh, the ego on this guy. Like, yeah. Do you I mean, is, he, he, is he suggesting that he's brought Rock back? I guess. I mean, he does have a title belt on his first oh, on his God. first album. But do you also remember? Like, as New Metal was dying out, it was Corey Taylor in the UK on the front of either Kerrang! or Metal Hammer, and the headline was New Metal is Dead, and it was him saying it, and that kind of did put the nail in the coffin for... I mean, it was it was on the way out anyway, but... So he, are you suggesting that, that this is actually the rock revival? Well, no, I'm not. I feel like it's... I feel like... I'm, I'm more saying the ego on this guy. He was the one trying to be like, yeah, new metal's dead because I say so. Now he's saying rock is back because he says so. I'm just a bit like, ah, come on. Yeah, come on, he's, mate. He's a bit of a knob. He is a bit. Well, of he's a, a lot knob, of a knob, let's be honest. Uh, he's, got, he's got a lovely singing voice, though. And, it, and his scream is pretty great. Like, if you do listen back to this stuff. It doesn't mean he's not a knob. Of... Yeah, okay. But I mean, it's not like he's done. He's not like he's Scott Kelly or he's. Uh, no, yeah, but come on. Yeah. You, don't yeah, have to, you don't have to be he's an d- abuser to be a douchebag, do you? Yeah, he's a douchebag, yeah. yeah. I think douchebag is a good way to sum him up. So, so um, sorry, is there any more news on, on that release? Is there a single or anything we can check out? No. I mean, oh. do you, what, would you check it out if I told you about it? I'd be more inclined to check that out just to see how ridiculous it is rather yeah. than Slipknot. Because I know what Slipknot yeah. is. Slipknot don't deviate. But like, yeah. I want to know what CMFT is 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 cooking. <laughs> <laughs> couple more pieces of new music. Uh, there's in the last couple of weeks, a new Machine Head album came out uh, what, uh, of Kingdom <laughs> of Kingdom and Crown, uh, and the O's have little slashes through them because they're so edgy. Um, Did we speak about this, or is this a new new one? No, this is the new one that we, we spoke about on the chat. I don't think we talked about it on here. Um, but I, it's, I had a quick listen to it. It's, it's better than the other stuff that they had don't, going on. Personal opinion, obviously. Um, it's all very subjective, all, all the stuff we talked about. It, it's better than the other shit that we have talked about and slated recently on, that they've brought out. Um, but it, it didn't really do enough to hold my attention. And I mean, if you just open up the album and have a look at the names of the songs on there, it's almost like they've they've used like a like a machine head song name generator to come up with the <laughs> names. Track uh, "Slaughter the Martyr," "Choke on the Ashes of Your Hate" is the most machine head song name I've ever heard. Um, "Kill the Enemies," it's 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 just ugh. anyway. It's it's fine. It's. Um, I don't know, dare I say, should we review that on the show? I'd almost want Nick here for the full fury no, uh, against just, that. But, just okay, no. but no, okay. Just no. no. <laughs> um, out last Friday was the new Megadeth album, Sick, the Dying and the Dead. Oh, that's out, uh, is it? Came, yeah, it came out September 2nd. Okay. Uh, it, it's okay. There's, there's some interesting moments on it. I've, as, a, I've as, a, as, a, as a pure Megadeth fan, you, not me, obviously, yeah. where, where does this sit? In the Discord, oh, no, no, nowhere near the top five. Um, it's not as good as Dystopia was. Um, Which was Dystopia, the one before? Uh, the, the, yeah, the one before. I don't think there's been one since. I think Dystopia was the last thing they brought out. Then this is the one since then. Oh yeah, they brought out like a greatest hits thing. Man, doesn't um, count, does it? Yeah, it doesn't count. Uh, Stick the die the day. It's okay. I mean, there's low points on it. Like the the Ice Cube track is unnecessary. Um, Ice Cube, Ice T. Sorry, Ice T. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, 
and but yeah the, the riffing on it is good it's 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 very Megadeth, and but there's a few sort of flashes in there in the solos that feel like they're branching out a bit more. That Kiko Lurio guy, the one of the new guitarists that they've had on since Dystopia, mm-hmm. he adds some real flair to their guitar playing, which I really love. I think you can almost see like Dave has upped his game again, so that he. Thing is, they weren't short with this flair, though, were they? Prior, yeah, like da- like Dave is a fucking great guitarist, yeah. and, and everyone they've had on board has been awesome. Um, but Kiko's just got this really cool way of playing that. Check out on the, the album Dystopia, the title track, the solo in that is so cool. Uh, I just, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like when I heard that, I was like, I'm really excited about Megadeth again once I heard that. Okay. Um, but there's, I mean, as soon as you put on the newest album, there's a lot of, you know, when Dave Mustaine says like a, a cliche in his voice that's like a little bit weird. So I think the first track, Sick the Dying of the Dead, he goes, ring a ring of rosies, a pocket full of posies. Oh, and it's just like, no. I was like, oh man, like, like what's happening here? <laughs> um, I mean, sorry, I'm, but we have started this on a very negative note. I feel like we need Nick to balance us out or we're just going to slag everything off. Nah, um, it's just news. <laughs> but do we, we just seem to be covering a lot of stuff, stuff that, that we is think is shit. Megadeth. Fucking uh, machine, machine head, head and slipknot. Yeah. Yeah, okay, <laughs> fair, fair. Well, let's talk about some stuff that's a bit cooler. There's a new Worm mini album okay, coming out yeah, called no, Blue Nothing. Uh, there we go. There we go. There we go. So their last thing which came out was Foreverglade, which I think we rated like a four or a five yeah, each. We all did, rated it yeah. very highly. It was a it big fat very high. approved. Yeah, it's really fucking good. If uh, you're listening to this and you haven't checked out Foreverglade by Worm, uh, go and have a listen. It's uh, out on 20 bucks spin. Um, I believe Blue Nothing is coming out on Twenty Bucks Spin as well. Yeah, um, it, it it I'm so excited for that. They they have just leveled up and leveled up and leveled up with each each release they've put out. Um, so that's really exciting. Um, and another one just for us to kind of uh, dance over is uh, there's a new track from one of the guys from L- Lamp of Murmur. Um, uh, so he's got a side project called Silent Silent Thunder. And there's a, a record called Gates of Pestilence and Deceit, which is coming out very soon. I don't have a date for that. Uh, did uh, you I li- think it's actually, I, I think it's out now, actually. Oh, yeah, there's a sing. well, there's, I've heard one song from it, um, yeah. which was really cool. It, it was very, it was, I mean, classic black metal, a lot more traditional, possibly than Lamp of Murmur's other stuff. Um, cool. But it, it's um, definitely worth checking out. It's kind of got a, a grimy feel to it. How do you feel about hearing new Lamp of Murmur rather than Silent Thunder? Uh, is there new Lamp of Murmur? I mean, I don't know. If, there, probably, is he, if there was, uh, would you be buzzing for it? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'd be, I wouldn't necessarily be buzzing, but I'd be like, I'm, I'm excited to check out a, a new Lamp of Murmur record. I enjoy everything he puts out. It's good. Yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, it's it's solid solid black metal, right? It's, yeah, uh, exactly. Solid black metal, but with like a really good um, intuition of riffing. Like he he's not scared to bring in like an old school kind of riff where a lot of black metal kind of would shy away from that. What vibe? Uh, moving on to last, so this isn't really news. This has been going on for fucking years and talked about for years. Uh, I'm referring to the Pantera reunion, which ah. is, which finally has a lineup. Uh, and in the gap that Fua hasn't been on the air, um, that lineup has been announced. Uh, it's uh, Phil Anselmo from the original lineup, Rex Brown from the original lineup. Both of those guys team up in Down, of course. Um, 
And then you've got Zach Wilde. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, I guess you, I am guessing you know who Zach Wilde is. He's from the Black Label Society. He played with uh, Ozzy Osbourne for several years. Um, he's a big drunk Viking of a man who's uh, he's the geezer, great geezer with the swirly guitar. Yeah, he's he's an amazing guitarist. Uh, if someone was going to replace or stand in, not replace, I think that's the thing that's really pissing everyone off online is. It's it's it shouldn't be called Pantera. It's almost like a Pantera tribute because so Vinny and Dime brothers, right? The Abbott brothers. They they were the machine room behind that band, if you will. Like they would have they had such an understanding, and obviously they must have jammed together all the time as the, when they were kids. So the riff writing and the the songwriting just got better and better and better as pantera progressed maybe not so much in damage plan i wasn't really a, a big fan of that did, did you check out damage plan at all yeah it wasn't for me yeah it's uh i feel like that was maybe going with the times a little bit but also trying something new wouldn't wouldn't uh wouldn't sniff at it too much but pantera was fucking great so they got anyway they got zach wild um also of zach sabbath who is like his own sort of zach wild like Black Sabbath coverish sort of thing going on, mm-hmm. uh, and Charlie Benante, who is a phenomenal drummer, uh, the Anthrax drummer. He he's so fucking good. Yeah. There are so many moments on Anthrax records where I'm just like, Jesus Christ! On Among the Living, you can hear it, but then if you hear like the newer stuff um, on the, there's one of the albums with John Bush called "We've Come for You All." There's a song on that called Nobody Knows Anything and there's like a par- like a paradiddle and he speeds it up every time the verse comes around and so it's literally at the end it's just like fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like it's so fast um, and, and it's great. So that's a pretty solid lineup. I think if anyone else is going to be on drums I think it would be Dave Lombardo. Lots of people were, were calling out for him. Um, guitarists, I don't know. Like you got any thoughts on who you'd put in there on guitar? Hmm. No, I think Zach Wilde is a, is a good fit. Um, I guess the whole debate is like, is it kosher? You know, to yeah. be to be touring, calling this Pantera. Yeah, like if they, I don't know. I guess it's if they're promoting a show and it's like headlined by Pantera, that's got a lot of clout. But it's almost like it's almost like when you do you Queen with Adam Lambert was a thing, and it's like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like what's what's like. It's it's got the same vibe, but the difference is is that Adam Lambert isn't a big old daft racist and uh, Phil Anselmo is. Um, yeah, it's a, so it's, it's a weird one, isn't it? It's a real yeah. weird one. Uh, I don't there's know. Where so, I... There's there's so much that's tainted it now, right? I'm I'm a bit. I I would I, if it comes to the UK, I'm fucking going. Don't get me wrong, I'm there, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'd rather see it I mean, at a festival. R- than racism, pay to see race, that. racism aside, I think it's like the whole debate is: is can you call it Pantera when you know half of it is not in it, and there was big, wasn't there? Like big falling out legal reasons as to why Pantera broke up. I don't really know the ins and outs of it. Um, I remember uh, being a kid before Pantera split. I was gasped because they were coming over with Slayer for Tattoo the Planet. It was going to be Pantera Slayer, Static X, um, Cradle of Filth and some other bands. It was it was pretty pretty wild lineup. Uh, then 9-11 happened and then all the press that you heard about Pantera was them arguing 
uh, Phil called Vinny a hippo in like a Kerrang uh, <laughs> interview. Uh, and it all got it all got like a bit shitty and like nasty cuss. to each other. Yeah, I was like fucking man. hippo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like yeah, I don't then, know. Then they so they just had a massive falling out, and they all just like yeah, fuck that guy. And I mean, you get the impression from watching the Pantera DVDs that Dime is a pretty lovely guy, uh, and you hear all the stories in like Scott Ian tells about him and. I don't know. I, you kind of think uh, this is probably on Phil if it's on anyone. Uh, I don't know. It's, is, it's, it's that's absolute speculation, right? Is, that's, it, did Vinnie Paul was then Vinnie Paul the drummer? Yeah, Vinnie Paul. Yeah, is he, he dead? He yeah, he died uh, a couple of years back. Uh, he was still doing Hell Yeah, which was his uh, his own band. I mean, if the if if would this be happening if he was alive? That's a fucking good question. I don't know. I don't know. I can't imagine that they've reconciled their differences. I'd love to see late Vinnie Paul interviews just to see like what his feelings were before he went. But man, yeah. I don't know. And who's gonna like? They're gonna profit off it. Who uh, you know? Does the Paul estate get anything from this? Like, what's the deal there? There's so many like. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's the Abbott family. So it's Dime. It's Daryl Abbott is Dimebag's name, R- and right. Vinnie, v- Vincent Abbott is is Vinnie oh, Paul. Okay, right. So so yeah, the, the Abbott estate I imagine must be getting money from this. Because they well, wrote you'd the hope fucking so, songs, wouldn't you? yeah. I, I mean, surely they are. Like, they must be. Um, I think Vinnie Paul's wife is still about on Instagram, talking and doing stuff. S- send, about her a, stuff. send her a DM. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. Are you, are you getting paid? So this brings us to the review section of the the show. Uh, today we have chat pile and Russian circles. Uh, do you have any preference which we start with? Should we start with Russian circles? Let's fucking do it. Okay. Um, I'll lead us in then. So yeah. the <laughs> Russian circles are back with an eighth studio album called Gnosis. Am I pronouncing that right? I'm assuming it's called I have no that. idea. I'm assuming it's The G is. G-N- the G is. It's not going to be called Gnosis. <laughs> Gnosis. Gnosis. Um, yeah. Released on Sergeant House and engineered, mastered by Kurt Ballou. So before even hearing it, you can kind of imagine what it's going to sound like. Um, for those that don't know, Russian Circle Circles are a like post metal instrumental band. Um, incredible musicians, amazing live. Um, yeah, not not only a three piece. Use loop pedals. Just have a big sound. Um, very high standard of musicianships on previous albums. So, does this album match up to that? Let's find out. Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> that was, was going to be my fucking question to you because you've got quite a history with this band, right? So, you've been listening to them for years. You've seen them live a bunch of times. Mm. Like, kick kick off that discussion for us. Like, where does this rank? Because I really enjoyed Blood Year, um, which we talked about on the show. I think that got a big fat fur approved as well. Uh, I loved that album. I think it came out twenty nineteen or something. It's very yeah. very recent. Um, and then that that got me onto much more of their older stuff, which I hadn't really given time to, but. You've been a fan for a long time. Yeah, I've, like, I've, uh, yeah, long time. I mean, Nick's actually been a fan longer. If he, if he was here, he could obviously big up the uh, very earlier releases. But I think I joined in around the one before Memorial. But Memorial came out in 2013, which and I was obsessed with that album. It's incredible. Um, it's, I definitely recommend it. Go checking that out. Mm. Does And then I, I've found ever since then, every album has been a little bit... Um, b-side of memorial with like a few little 
you know waves here and there of of genius but they've sort of plateaued a little bit and i feel that this album gnosis falls into that category as well i think there's okay. i think there's like three two to three like real good songs but everything else sort of is a little bit rinse repeat from them and not necessarily in the most exciting way um for example like the first track tupilac starts with like a classic um tom um tom drum build up um which russian circles do a lot and and it just takes about two and a half minutes to sort of really sort of kick in and then when it does kick in it's kind of they build a tension that doesn't fully ever resolve and it just doesn't feel strong you know but that like that's only on the first track right because there's correct correct. I, did, correct I did find the other tracks like there's some pretty satisfying drops and right big but then doobie but bits, I, yeah. i'm feeling if you're going to open an album i don't know perhaps to put, put a weak one on there doesn't necessarily work but then it goes into the second track conduit which instantly feels more impactful because it's got these kind of triplet chugs at the start which again they're kind of known for but it, it, it um it goes a lot more evil and dark, the passaging, and it and it works a lot better. However, I feel they don't push ideas far enough. Um, they sort of linger about an idea for a while and then peter out. Did, okay. you, did you feel that or not? Well, well, so I'm not as au fait, if that's the right expression, with the, the back end. I mean, like I was saying, I, uh, I have checked out uh, Memorial. It was really good. Um, I really love Blood Year. I really enjoyed this. I was I was having a really good time with it. I didn't. I was left satisfied with Tupac uh, or whatever it's called. Um, and but I do hear what you're saying with bits of it feeling quite almost predictable. Like when you have uh, there's the like the sort of really clean song O'Brien O'Brienane or whatever it is. Yeah. As as that's sort of coming to a close, it's like, you know, it's going to go into something heavy. And it does. And it delivers. And it's really fucking fun. But it's almost like, it's satisfying. But yeah, it's it's predictable. It does feel like... Yeah. I think I think my problem is because I've had spent so much time with Russian Circles. Like, I'm talking a lot of time. Memorial was yeah. one of my most played albums of all time. Everything else feels... Yeah, a bit too repeated. However, I will call out Vlastomil. I think that song is incredible. Six songs. Um, Six songs. Yeah, that song stands out as like one of Russian Circle's bests, like that they've ever created. I, I personally feel um, it's got like a, a Slayer, um, South of Heaven style, like kind of dual guitar lead that builds up insanely with the drums unleashing hell at like the one forty five mark. Like he goes mm-hmm. absolutely insane on it, and it's just. It's, it's yeah incredible incredible songwriting incredible song great production the the, produ- the production is f- fucking good there's there's i mean kurt Ballou's awesome yeah you know what you're gonna get with so kurt Ballou, don't you but but it works it's huge mm. and it's like for what i find what always really impresses me about russian circles is is like they're a three-piece they're an instrumental band um, they haven't got as many levers to pull on creatively as other bands do, but they still manage to cram a lot of variety into into each record. They, and they, that's something that, yeah. that that's something that always impresses me. And I and I didn't find myself wanting with anything particular on this. Like I really enjoyed this. Like from beginning to end, I was like, this is a solid fucking release. I don't yeah. know what I don't know what I know. You're saying it feels like kind of like a, kind of predictable for Russian circles, but as a metal release. 
this is fucking solid, right? Yeah, as a, as a post-metal release, it's, it's very... It's, if, if this was where you were jumping in with Russian Circles, you'd be like, okay, this is, this is kind of cool. But I think when you've heard it in and amongst everything else, you're like, oh, that's literally this part from here, and oh, that's this part from here, and it just doesn't quite tick anything exciting anymore, um, apart from... Uh, now it's just a case of, like, how good is the songwriting rather than where are they going to take the song, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, um, I hear that. I think, it, it, like you said, predictable. Like, I, I basically put predictable Russian Circle album with moments of brilliance splashed throughout an otherwise out of ideas record. Wow, that's, that's so what, so so all right. Well, let's do let's do ratings. Then, what what number did you put against it? Well, I'm I'm going to throw this to you. I think we should start bringing in decimals. Okay. Yeah. And what you could do? I mean, point fives are fine. I'm talking like proper decimals. What like point zero zero three? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 okay. no. Between, between one and nine. So like, I've gone okay, three point three point two because I thought I thought a three was too a bit too harsh, and I thought three point five was a little bit too high. Uh, I I gave it a four. It's been in my mamma mia. It's me. It's been in my heavy rotation. Nice. It's heavy. It's fun. I've I've enjoyed it a lot. Well, do you know what? I'm um, glad I'm glad you enjoy it because there's. I hope that it makes you go back and listen to more Russian circles. Oh, it absolutely will. Like, yeah. uh, man, there's there's something so exciting about them, which every time new Russian circles... Well, I mean, I say every time. When Bloodier came out, I fucking rinsed that. And now this mm-hmm. has come out, I've been rinsing this as well. Like, I feel like they're a band that I would... If someone said, are you a fan? I would 100% say yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I gave it a four. It's, it sounds huge. It's fun. It delivers. It It's something... This sounds like it's a, a cuss almost, but it's something you can actually put on in the background and just be like, every, and just drift in and be like, oh yeah, this this riff is hard, and then yeah, you go back into whatever absolutely. the fuck you're doing. I think obviously the fact they don't have a vocalist allows for that a lot more. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's not. I'm, I'm not shitting on it. I just for someone that's spent a lot of time with them, it's yeah, a little bit out of ideas. But yeah, it is good. It is fun. Um, just to close. Just to close our discussion, you said to me on uh, our WhatsApp chat the other day, um, uh, they should just bite the bullet and get a vocalist. Do you, do you do you believe that, or is that uh, I don't know why just said, a bit of bants? I don't know why I said that. I think I was bo- <laughs> I think I was bored listening to it, thinking like, oh, I kind of wish there was some vocals here. Hmm. Some songwriting feels very much like intro verse verse chorus verse. You know what I mean? You, yeah. You could you could hear there's space for vocals there, but I don't think they know. should. But every time they've had like Chelsea Wolf feature on like an album and mm. that was cool. And I would love to hear them do a record. Um, I think Nick threw the idea out of Stephen Brodsky. Um, Ooh, I think yeah, that, I think that would be amazing. Um, and or, yeah. Or do like a, uh, like a, do you remember This Is Menace? They did, it was like members of Pitch Shifter and stuff and they just did, uh, they had get, they had a different guest vocalist on each track. So you had like Mikey from Sick, then you had, uh, I can't remember who else, the guy from Pitch Shifter probably. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was like 10 tracks that was basically a different super group on each one. Got kind you. of like Roadrunner United, but with, with like UK bands. Um, so you're suggest- to hear Russians- suggesting a different vocalist on each, on each track. That could be yeah. interesting. Like Russian circles and friends would be really cool. That could be interesting. Because I imagine their friends are probably way cooler than Pitch Shifter's friends. <laughs> <laughs> I That's think harsh. I think they'd be like Jake Bannon, Chelsea Wolf, Stephen Brodsky, yeah. like that whole thing. Because the bass player was so, in Botch and is in 
um, Botch. Sumac. Botch also have a new record coming out, um, which That's we should talk about. That's such a satisfying name to say. Botch. Botch. Did you listen, um, did you, did you listen to that, their new single? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Worth a go? The single? Yeah. Um, save it for when they release the album. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. I'll do that. Okay. So cool. Yeah. Uh, Check, it circles. For, Check it out. Check it out. For approved? The band, yes. The album, no. Okay, fair play, fair play. Uh, moving on. Uh, we're now going to talk about Chatpile, uh, God's Country. Uh, it came out July 29th. It is their debut album after several EPs that they've had coming out and a split. Uh, it's come out on Flusa Records. I'm probably saying that wrong. Um, they're a four-piece who formed in 2019. They're on a pretty meteoric rise, uh, from what I can see. They've already got ties with the likes of Deathwish um, and people like that. Um, correct me here. So, John, you, you and Nick got me to check these guys out, and you're like, we should really cover this on, on the podcast. Uh, I was initially like, oh, I don't get it. Um, but I'm pleased to say that it has clicked with me. Um, okay, okay. So hang on, uh, hang on. Before we go on, the f- I guess the first song we probably told you to check out was Why? Why? <laughs> Why do people live outside? Why? Why? I, I, I guess if you... That's quite... That's maybe one of the more obscure songs to kind of understand and, and process as a single. We, so, so for people listening, like, I, I'm just thinking like we should try and summarise the sound a little bit, right? So it's kind of... Depression. Uh, I, huh? Depression. It's, yeah. It's, it sounds like drugs and depression. Um, it's kind of, it's sludgy. It's kind of, there's some, I hate God there a little bit. Yeah. Um, I I saw someone, I saw someone liken them to Godflesh, which I thought was pretty apt. Um, just like the, like the big bass production and the drum sound is, Mm -hmm. man, I love the production on this record. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, There's, there's, there's spatterings of corn. And I say that, I I don't want to put anyone off thinking this is going to sound like, (laughs) Actually, sound like corn, but you doesn't. Say, yeah, but there are moments. There are moments when you hear it, and you're like, "That is literally off Untouchables." There, there are moments on it that made me think. Can you imagine an alternate universe where Slipknot released this album, and like how cool that could be if they had done something like this? They won't. Um, just, just, to con- just, just to reiterate, they're not a new metal band. Chat pile. Yeah, they're not, absolutely new metal. not. They're absolutely not a new metal band. So, so it's it's kind of sludge. There's elements of like spoken word in there as well, which yeah. uh, the the vocalist is amazing. He's the well. Let's all right, let's 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 get this down. He, ca- I don't want to say he carries the band, but he's the reason why people are paying attention, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. it's like like um, terminal terminal nation is is. This is unfair to say this about them, but. One of the reasons you get very excited about Terminal Nation is just how unique those vocals are and how cool they are. Chapel absolutely have that going on. In yeah, yeah. Different kind of excitement, though. Yeah, yeah. It's all, like, but I think it's the vocals are very divisive, right? I think that was the thing which initially made me like, oh man, really? Do I have to listen to this? And then, are you not a fan? But I, I wasn't at first. Um, it, I think, uh, it must have been on my third or fourth listen. Um, I think it was Tropical Beaches Inc., which made me click with it. Um, and that was initially my favourite. 
but now that's my least favourite and all the other yeah. songs I'm like are, are better so uh, Pamela is one of my fave Grimace Smoking Weed dot JPG is dot uh, <laughs> JPEG is, is fucking great I, I mean um, what, what a song title that is <laughs> yeah. well, let's come back let's come back to that because that's that's probably the album ender so we'll, we'll talk we'll end on that I guess yeah I'm, let's talk about um why we'll start off with why because I think that was a single that they released and it and it, I think a lot of people were kind of like okay this is interesting yeah um the song basically is about homelessness and mm-hmm. how fucked up it is um and they address it Although it's going to sound comical when we read out maybe some of the lyrics, it, it, they, they address it in a very real and serious way. Um, mm. It's vocally like one of the most interesting songs I've heard in a long time. Um, Absolutely agree. He sounds so desperate with the, with the delivery. It's like we've said before, here, like we love it when you genuinely fucking believe the vocalist in Absolutely. a song. And this is one of those bands when you're like, this guy is saying every line with pure conviction yeah. and just rage and it's it's good it's really really fucking good the vocal delivery that all the way through this album is phenomenal yeah agreed um fully fully agreed Mm. going on to pamela though pamela follows why and i think pamela is one of the most depressing songs to to, for me personally to get through um it's very very dark um there's that line where he's talking about i stare at the lake biding my time waiting to die and the, he just repeats waiting to die over and over and the delivery is so bleak. And it, and that's, this is the one that ends with resurrect my son over and over again. Ah, uh, hmm. I can't remember. Yeah. That, it, that it should, really, just I remember a, that really hitting me hard when I heard that line. It's a very like, uncomfortable listen, I find. Mm. Um, it's, they're not a, this isn't an album I, I can put on and be like, oh, I'm going to have a fun 30 minutes. It's like, it's a, it's a very serious, like almost tough to listen to album but in a very rewarding way but but that's but this is the thing that that got me right is at a surface listen it is a very tough to listen to album but the more you listen to it there's quite a lot of melody not melody but there's groove to it and there's Mm. you know there's some genuine some of the repeated lines are dare i call them hooks like you know what i mean yeah absolutely Absolutely, like, and, and and I actually do find myself like I I was walking home earlier and I, I literally had it on ahead of doing this and I was like this is actually a banger to walk around to, um, yeah it's it's so hard to explain it's very very listenable whilst being fucking difficult to get through at the same yeah. time very bleak very difficult very but very like just heavy hitting um, yeah it's it's a real unique sound and I think they've absolutely nailed it. Like production wise, sonically, vocally, lyrically, it's just it's pushing it's pushing the boundaries of art, I wanna say, in in music. I feel mm-hmm. it's quite a performative piece. Um and there's a lot more to it than than just here's a bunch of songs. Like as when when we've talked about some more experimental artists in the past, like Ad Nauseum is springing to mind, but we had a we had a really long chat about uh, one was just how on they made that album because it was made of all sorts of crazy recording methods and their own weird tuning scheme and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, being really experimental. And we had a long chat around, like, am I going to listen to it, though? Chatpile is very experimental. I'm absolutely going to fucking listen to this again, though. Like, it's, yeah, it's there's I, something so exciting and special about it. I think it's pal- one, it's palatable. Like, Ad Nauseam yeah. was almost like... Yeah. 
I don't know, you've got to really, really be into nutty extreme music to want to go back to ad nauseum. Whereas like chat power, you can hear grooves, you can hear hooks, you can hear melody, even though it's, you know, depressing and whatnot. Um, there's a lot more that you can sort of latch onto in that, in that sense. Um, mm. And I think as an, as an album overall, song after song, it, it flows really well. Everything just works works really nicely together some songs in isolation don't work like for example mm. tropical beaches um when you listen to it by itself it's, it sounds a bit silly but in mm. the album it, it it works really well um but then yeah let's it, talk about that last song if, if yeah. you want to like grimace yeah. grimace smoking weed grimace obviously being the mcdonald's mascot the purple dude um yeah i mean if you, if you can remember what he looks like the song he's is a, about he's him. a big purple blob yeah the song is about is he supposed to be on a trip like a bad acid trip and grimace is break like in his room smoking weed and he wants him to not be there and it's about depression and suicide and it's a very um listening to it you almost feel like you shouldn't be listening to it almost like he's mm. you're listening to things that you shouldn't probably be hearing about a person's thoughts yeah, like it's a, it's a very it feels almost invasive. Yeah, like, to hear. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's something that's that I really love about the album is just the honesty and rawness of it. Like it, it just every like I say, you just hear him and you believe every fucking word he's saying. Yeah. And the fact that he's not scared to just fucking put that stuff in a song, I really respect that. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. And and but that song structurally as it travels, is really fucking exciting as well. It gets really heavy. Yeah, because it's, it's, uh, it's nine minutes. Like, every other song's yeah. like, what, three, four minutes, and then this is mm. nine-minute ender, and it, yeah, it does get very heavy. It gets very just, what the fuck am I listening to at parts? But it's, it's interesting. They've, um, they've also got a very cool shirt on the Death Wish store, uh, which is, it's called Grim Guy Smoking Weed, I'm guessing, to protect themselves from a McDonald's lawsuit. Um, but it's literally a drawing of Grimace holding a massive bong oh, and it's in black and white it's, it's fucking cool it's really good amazing but yeah well you... should we should we t- go on I was going to say should we say ratings or yeah, I was, gonna gonna, say yeah I was going to say should we wrap it up what are you feeling yeah um, I was going to give this a 4.5 uh, but I've gone with a 4 okay I've gone 4.5 yeah man I could just give it a 4.5 it's really fucking good I feel like I'm going to come back to it a lot. It's one of I'm those. Stick with, I, I think it's I'm going to stick that, with my four. Yeah, I think it's one of them yeah. ones that is like, it's it's a very special album, and 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 immediately when I put it on, I thought this is there's something unique going on here, and it's special. Mm. I don't know how much I'm going to keep listening to it. I've I've rinsed it a little bit, and it's not one that I want to keep rinsing. But it's got that it's got that quality to it that feels quite unique and special. Mm. They're, they're, they're on to something cool and, and they're just like they're not in any box I, can, I feel like they could do anything with their sound and it would it would work with those vocals and yeah. it's really it's really exciting um, I almost feel they're better when they're not overtly heavy like when they're mm. doing there's that one song um, with the, cle- the cleans in it the sort of like jangly clean. it's called Anywhere um, yeah. it's got like a kind of 90s grunge melancholy kind of feel to it there's two notes, um, like a lead that runs throughout the whole thing. And it's, I mean, it sounds really basic how I'm describing it, but it kind of carries the the sound. It's kind of like, it reminded me of Smashing Pumpkins a little bit, which is a bit weird, but yeah. Interesting. It was an interesting, it was just great vocal performance, very interesting instrumentation and yeah, worth checking yeah. out for sure. Well, I think it's safe to say that Chatpile is a big fat for approved. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. And I know Nick. I know Nick's been digging this as well. I think uh, Nick. I, I think Nick gave it a five. Oh, did he really? I think he said album of the year. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember saying that. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Man, I need to. We need him back on here so we can hear his thoughts. Um, but yeah. Man, big fat fur approved. Chat pile. Fo- God's, phone, God's country. Phone, phone him in. Get a phoning call. Phone him in. <laughs> hey, Nick, tell me what you think. He's like, shut up and put the kids to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Just woken up the whole house. <laughs> so yeah, chat pile, God's country. Go and have a fucking listen to that. If you like your sludge, uh, it's good. Yeah. That brings us on to Recos, which I'm hoping you have something for because I don't. Me? I thought you were doing it. Oh, no, I'm not. Nah, I'm kidding. I've got one. Ah! <laughs> so I'm. There was a few I was gonna. I was tossing up. One of them was gonna be um, Satan's Wrath, but I'm gonna oh, save. Yeah. I'm gonna save that for my next one. So I'm going with. Um, spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. I'm going with a band called Herzl. I've, I've mm-hmm. shared these with you before. They're um, mm-hmm. a French uh, sort of classic heavy metal band. Um, the album is called Apologies for My French. Le Dernier Rempart. Um, I have no idea what, they, what that means. That was beautiful, man. Thank you. I've been practicing it for about an hour before we came on the call. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like we... Like it we, it like, really shows. It thanks, really shows. Thanks. I, I, got an, I got an F in French at, at, uh, oh, at school. Really? Yeah. I mean, can you believe it? Um... As we were saying at the start of the show, like heavy, traditional heavy metal, not necessarily my cup of tea, but there's something about it that drew me to this um, start to finish. Incredible. Like not one bad song. Their songwriting ability is unbelievable. Guitar, instrumentation, guitar wise, incredible. Vocalist, incredible. He does these like classic, you know, like King Diamond high whale thing, um, galloping drums, high cutting bass through the mix. It's just 10 out of 10 tra- uh, classic heavy metal album. And they sing in French, so get a bit of culture while you're at it. Bonjour, la petite déjeuner. Fucking. Hello, lunch, did you just say? Hello, that's breakfast. No petit, wonder you got an F. Petit déjeuner, oh yeah. Yeah. Déjeuner um, is lunch. All right, mate. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to give us some of your knowledge. I should have got a D. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Fucking hell. Give, give your fucking teachers a call. So yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a track to check out. Number two, La Flamme, which I'm assuming is maybe the the flame. F- the flame. Yeah. Um, cool. Is yeah, that's my suggested go to. See if that tickles your fancy. But man, you will love this album. I don't know why you haven't listened to it yet. I'm lazy, so that's probably why. Yeah, uh, I will put it on right after we get off recording this. It's kind of nice seeing... Uh, I mean, I'm just saying this because obviously we've been digging Eternal Champion a lot as well, but it's nice to see that that classic heavy metal thing, Spirit Adrift as well, like that's... There's all... There's a number of really good classic heavy metal bands out there that are really doing cool things with that sound. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to check it out. Yeah, do it. Herzl. H-E-R-Z-E-L. I think, I believe it's their first album as well, which is fucking impressive. When, when did it come out? Uh, last year. Sick. Yeah. Man, gassed. Yeah, check it out. It's amazing. Well, good. Uh, well, that is all that we've got time for on episode 44 of Pod Hates Us All. Thank you so much for listening to us and for bearing with us with the break that we've had. Um, we'll be back to more regular programming. Uh, programming? Uh, podcasting, whatever. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening and speak to you very soon. Nice. Goodbye. Cheers, bye.